1: The podcast. It's the podcast. Welcome to another BrickCast preview podcast for Fight Fest 2013. I'm talking to Kate Shenton, the director of the documentary on Tenderhooks. Hello, Kate. Hello, and how are you?
0: I'm very good, very very good. Very nice day today, so all happy.
1: It is, it is indeed. It's not sweltering, but it's uh, it's pleasant.
0: Is that that perfect middle temperature?
1: Yes, we Brits, are nothing yes. if not fussy.
0: You know, it's, it's the perfect British temperature—not too hot, not too cold. So I'm happy. I'm content.
1: Cool. Well, look for the uh, for the listener. Do you want to tell us briefly about? On tender hooks,
0: please. Sure. Um, on tender hooks is a documentary about people who practice human suspension. And anyone who doesn't know what human suspension is, it's when people pierce hooks through their flesh, um, usually shark hooks, um, though there's different kinds of hooks that you can get. Um, and then they are pulled up into the midair and their full body is completely suspended in the air through the hooks um, through their flesh um i followed people in the film who practiced this in london croatia and in norway um i filmed actually one of the biggest events in the world in norway um and also for the film i actually had my own self suspended so that i could understand the sensation of what it is it's very much a fly on the wall film what you see is what you get there's not even any like direct you know there's not even any voiceover or in it or anything it's very much what is on camera is exactly what i saw at that moment um so yes
1: so what what, uh, about. what what or who inspired you to make a film about that
0: um it all began with my very very close friend damien um who is amongst an actor a freak show magician and about it must be about going on three years ago um we were you know sitting having a few drinks having a usual chat and then he was like okay hey, um i want to do this thing called a human suspension and i was like oh what's this and then he showed me a youtube clip and instantly i was just like what the fuck why would you <laughs> want to do that that is one of the most horrible things i have ever seen in my life like why would you want to do that and he was like well i've always felt very drawn to it i've wanted to do it for a long time and then Once it had all processed and sunk in, I started to get very, very intrigued by it. And I started to look out pictures and YouTube clips. And eventually I asked my friend Damien if I could film his suspension and turn it into a short film, uh, which he agreed to. And then the suspension team saw some of the past work that I'd done. And they then agreed for me to go along and film it. So I filmed Damien's first suspension and turned it into a short film of the same name on Tenderhooks, and then that went on to play about 14 international film festivals
1: okay uh
0: including like rain dance and slam dance and encounters and i started to get more involved in the suspension community i became very friendly with the team constant elevation and i went and saw another one of damien's suspensions and then I sort of came to the conclusion because I'd been doing short films for a while and I really wanted to make a feature film and take that step up. Um, So I sort of came to the conclusion that, you know, I've got my own camera, I've got a shotgun mic, I've got a 13-inch MacBook Pro, I've got Final Cut. Why not just go out there and film it? You're a filmmaker. Precisely. And that's pretty much how it all started. I started filming Constant Innovation and then they introduced me to other teams and then I went abroad and then I got in, you know, then I managed to film the oslo ciscon so yeah that's how it all started
1: it was um i mean is it is it is it legal in this country
0: it is legal yes Ah, okay Uh, okay. i am yet to hear anything that is illegal about it it's also before there's a lot of um suspension performances that are done in this country okay uh as well uh, there's been public suspensions. I mean, we did a public suspension um, to promote the film when we did like a private screening of mm. the film. So, and I know one thing that um, some of the guys did on the, you know, there's a big zombie walk around London. Oh yeah. Um, well, they did zombies on hooks. So <laughs> it was not a suspension, it was a pull. So it's literally <laughs> someone's holding onto the rope and pulling and then the zombies were on hooks. And they asked the police, you know, is it okay for us to do this? And they're like, yeah, 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 sure, fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. So um, as far as I'm aware, it is not illegal in this country, and I've seen enough for it to be shown as it is not illegal. And I would be very – I would be very – angry if they did try to make it illegal because i don't Mm. see any reason why it should be oh no no it was was just
1: something somebody else had said and i thought well yeah
0: no some people have some people have suggest you know suggested and got confused that it may be illegal but there's i've seen enough live suspension performances and performance suspensions on the streets and suspensions in public for it it I've not seen anyone get arrested and go to jail just yet.
1: So, yeah. um, well, I, I must um, admit, your yeah. your your relationship with the communities is one of the given. Given it is a fly on the wall. What what's, what's hard not to miss is that your your kind of burgeoning relationship with them as as a community. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're they're obviously doing something as as the extreme as they do. They're actually sort of the sweetest people you could hope to meet. You know, if you you know, True. Yeah,
0: they're
1: very they're very caring. They're very understanding. You know, none of none of this is about guns to heads and let's hang you up from ropes. This is very much about sort of base. It's like tapping into base emotions, isn't it, in many senses? Well,
0: everything about suspension, like people, of course, when people first see suspension, they see, you know, the hooks and the stretched skin. And then when you actually and that's what I saw when I first saw it. But once you actually get to know the people, you realize it is all about the people and it's all about feelings and it's all about emotions. And I know when I did my own suspension, I found it. It was, an, you know, at parts, it was an intensely painful experience, but it was also an incredibly emotional and powerful experience. Mm. And something that I do feel has given me a lot of inner strength. And when you go along to a suspension day, because people are challenging their bodies in such a way, you can't do that if you're not surrounded by a loving environment. So people become incredibly, you know, people there are incredibly caring, they're incredibly attentive, and there's a lot of positive energy at a suspension event and also because Part of suspension is not to judge anybody Um, Because I mean you've seen the film, you know some of the people definitely look a little a little bit different to the typical person but um, Part of that community is very much it doesn't matter what you look it doesn't matter what your preference is You know as long as you don't judge me, I won't judge you and and i think for me as a person that really opened my mind a lot i think when i did go into the film even though i never saw myself as a judgmental person i was a judgmental person i would see someone with, who was very heavily tattooed and pierced and i would just be a bit like oh my oh my gosh like you know you're a bit scary and now i'm definitely not like that yeah. and just i just think now. for
1: the for the for the purpose of the, for the benefit of the listener i I'd, I'd sent you some notes before and just to help with this conversation mm-hmm. and and in that i, I Part of what my thoughts are for the review is that, that for me, the fascinating thing is the viewer. Is that I, I could never work out at first, you know, whether these people are liberated, free-minded people, mm. or the most damaged goods you've ever you ever liked to meet in the street. But by by, I don't know if it's, I don't think it took that long, but certainly by halfway through onwards, it was. I was just listening to people talk about real emotions they were experiencing and no, and not even seeing the suspensions as such as almost like they were just part of the aesthetic. I was no longer, because the first five minutes I just spent being squeamish.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Most people do spend the first five. I mean, we have like when we screened the short film and like when we did a private screening of this film, mm. uh, the feature length, um, People do, you know. Some people will walk out, and I'm sure at fright fest some people will walk out. Some people cannot, and I usually do a bit of an announcement at the beginning. I say, look, just get through the first 10 minutes. You know, first five, 10 minutes are going to be quite grueling, but once you get beyond that, you'll start to see beyond the hooks and start to see the people. Because for me, the whole documentary is all about the people. The that's what interests me about suspension. I mean. I've seen a lot of suspensions now and it doesn't really have an effect on me, but the people in suspension always, you know, they still fascinate me. They always will fascinate me. They are an incredibly fascinating, caring, emotional, uh, insightful bunch of people. Um, And that's what I think, you know, and that's what I hope comes across in the film that, you know, at first, yeah, you've got to get used to the imagery, but after that you won't even really notice the hooks you'll just be interested in what people
1: have to say no certainly that. that definitely my experience and I, and I didn't think that was sort of a you know some sort of desensitized process desensitizing mm. process i went through it was just that if you i think if you don't ask yourself the question why are they are doing it and then want to hear the answer which is obviously the people mm-hmm. doing it have got the best answer not my judgment then mm-hmm. then you're looking at it the wrong way around in to my mind
0: I would, I would agree. I think you have to, you know, it is about, you know, for me it is very much about what people have to say and only when you understand what they have to say do you understand the act. I mean, I know as a filmmaker a very important part was actually doing my own suspension because I didn't feel I could justify as a filmmaker spending, you know, a year filming this community. Uh, without experiencing it myself, because the whole act is so built on emotions, feelings, sensations, that if you as a filmmaker don't do it, I don't think you're ever going to be able to capture it and understand it. And I know that when I did suspend, because the first thing I filmed was me suspending, even though it's the last thing in the film that you yeah. see, um, I can definitely tell such a difference from when I did the short film, when I hadn't suspended, I was very new to the world. And then when, the feature film where I was more engrossed in the world. And also when I had suspended, it's two very different mindsets, two very different attitudes, like different questions asked, different ways of filming, different, you know, a different way of edit, like everything very much changed. Um, so yeah. Um, yes.
1: <laughs> you you agree with me I, in I a long going way. going
0: to continue on, but I thought maybe there should be another question. I know how chatty I can be. Um, <laughs>
1: Well no I was going to I was I was going to add that um what I mean cuz the 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 not not to spoil it for the viewer but obviously that you 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 close the film with with your suspension but actually you film you did the suspension before you made the rest of the documentary so that's what you say so is that is that the process you went through
0: Yes so it's the final thing in the film but the first thing that was actually filmed
1: so artistically thing, speaking, why filmed. did you why did you choose that route, rather than showing us you doing it? and Because that would have been a natural narrative, wouldn't it? It's like, look, I've done this, and
0: I'm going to felt, investigate. Because you are, throughout the film, you are aware that I've done it, because it's brought up on several occasions. Yeah. Uh, and the very first shot in the film is me, like, it's also the last shot in the film, which will make sense when people see it. Of course, um, yeah. But... For me, when I saw that footage, it just felt like a nice ending. It felt like a fitting ending to see it. It just, even, it, I think if that was put at the beginning, it wouldn't quite work. Mm. Um Because also, it is a very emotional suspension. Um And for me, just putting it at the end, it just seemed to make, it just felt more natural. I mean... It's sort of filmmaker's instinct, you know. Like sometimes you don't know the logical reason why you do something, but you just know it's right. And for <laughs> me, it just felt very much right that when I saw that footage, I was like, "Yes, that that needs to be the ending. That works as the end." Um, and it's also, I, you know, you've had a whole film where you've got people very much of that community talking about how they feel, talking about their experiences, very much putting their point a across and I thought it was quite nice to end the film with actually someone like myself who isn't into suspension isn't um you know it's not something that I do again um someone who hasn't got tattoos hasn't got piercings um to actually do it and see what that would be like and it it just felt right it was filmmaker's instinct
1: the one one thing that Fascinating being it that I don't think you covered because it's just, you just do, like you say, you do the experiences and, and people talk about it is mm-hmm. is literally the physics of it. Mm-hmm. The idea that mm-hmm. the skin ripping and things like that, mm-hmm. it just doesn't hap- I mean, you've had this happen. So the skin just is strong. And you can feel... The skin
0: is strong and like, it depends. I mean, it depends where you suspend. There are certain um, areas which are more vulnerable to rippages than others like when you suspend um on your chest you're more likely to rip than if you suspend on your back when i suspended from my back i felt very secure in the air like there wasn't a thought in my head that oh my gosh i'm going to rip and fall and that that definitely did not cross my mind because the human skin is incredibly strong but there are certain areas where you are more likely to rip as i say like you're more likely to rip from a one-point chest than you are two hooks in your back Um, And that is, you know, that is part of suspension and you go into that. Knowing that that could potentially happen, um, of course, everyone. I mean, one thing that I hope came across in the film, maybe not as much as I would like it to in hindsight is the people who actually practice suspension. These aren't just random people who are like, all right, we're just going to get a hook. There is a real huge discipline, disciplinary art in being a suspension practitioner. Um, I've sat in on talks and lectures about the actual partitioning of suspension, um, you know, hook placement, you know, which way to pierce the hook, you know, just so much in detail, like like real mathematical detail, and also the um, cleanliness behind it as well. Like they are completely obsessed with cleanliness, cost contamination, making sure that there's no infection, making sure I would honestly say that I've been to certain suspensions, which are... A million times cleaner than certain hospitals,
1: I think. Well, no, I mean, like, as, as someone that's sort of, I've, I've got a couple of tattoos, and mm-hmm. it looked it look like the kind of levels of um, hygiene done to industrial scale compared to even a tattoo shop, you know, it's, you could see. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, I think one of the, if I'm rightly, one of the Norwegian guys gives a lecture, doesn't he, on sort of lessons yeah. learned. You get a little highlight yeah. of that at one point. And, yes, uh, there
0: were the at the Oslo event there were a lot of lectures and now I think there's they're now making like a you, you know a world group which is going to create like the standard of suspension like this is the standard that you need to be at before you become a suspension practitioner this is the bible of what you need to know so it is a very you know it has become an incredibly safe practice and like people take a lot of pride mm. in being a suspension practitioner and being the best for suspension practitioner. So, but all of that is to give someone an experience, to give someone a safe, healthy experience, and a positive experience.
1: So, so what, what would you, what would you think? You as you were closest to it. We get to see just the edited highlights. But what, mm-hmm. what? Why do you think people are willing to go to such extremes of what starts off as pain? Judging by seeing seeing your own using your experience mm-hmm. as a kind of a microcosm of it to them to obviously find pleasure
0: mm-hmm. um i'm yet to meet anyone who said the same thing to someone else i think people there are lots of different reasons why people suspend and also different suspensions can create different feelings some are more into like Often people consider the one on your, like, the two hooks on the back quite, um, I would not say easy suspension, but not as difficult as if you're doing something like a one-point chest or a resurrection. Um, I'm yet to find anyone who says the exact same thing. The general thing that I get is it's something that people seem to get quite naturally drawn into. So they'll see a picture and an image and they'll instantly become fascinated. And then they'll go to a suspension event and they'll be like, oh, no, no, I couldn't do that. Or "Mm, maybe I consider it. And then when they start seeing actual suspension, people start to get really drawn into it. Um, I
1: must admit, I I got a sense of that evolution in people because I think one of the practitioners said something similar where it's like they come to watch and you look at them, you go, you'll be suspending soon.
0: Well, it happened with me. Like, I don't think, you know, when I went to a first suspension event, someone told me five months later I'd be having two hooks in my back. I would have left. And then five months later, I'm sitting on a chair with two hooks in my back. Like, (laughs) it becomes a bit of a natural evolution. Um, People often emphasize on the pain a lot. Like, when I've been putting this documentary out there, the first thing people talk about is the pain. But really, I don't know many anyone who suspends... Specifically for that pain. The pain is part of the process. The pain is what you have to overcome. But once you're over the pain, there is this huge chemical rush, this huge endorphins that just like like for me I felt like I was outside of my body. Like once it kicked in, like it was like a cold breath of air that went through my toes all the way up to my body. So I've been in quite a bit of pain and then all of a sudden there's this cold breeze. And mm you're aware that the hooks are in your back. It's like a clamping sensation. And sometimes you get little twinges of pain. But it is just like you're completely no longer in your body. Like I felt totally out of this world. And I found it incredibly emotional. I found I myself very vulnerable um, when it happened, because I just didn't feel like i could hide anymore. Um, but then some people do it for very different reasons. Some people take that and they find it like a big, just a big, natural, happy high, like a complete free, you know, you're flying in the air, you're, as close as a human being can get to properly flying um, and all these chemicals are going crazy in your body and they, you know, it's a real
1: release.
0: It's a real freedom. Some people find it a very emotional experience. I know a couple of people who do really struggle getting up into the air and sometimes they don't, but just to go on that emotional journey, they find very cleansing That's interesting. Um, and very, you know, very, very freeing. And then after, and there is also this thing that after I know when after i had done it, and I always refer back to my experience because that's the best experience I can talk about. That's of my course. that's my suspension. But I know afterwards, you know, I cried for like I cried for a few days afterwards. I found myself very, you know, it really hit me emotionally. But then afterwards, I just felt so strong. Like I felt, you know, gosh, I've had two hooks in my back and I was pulled up into the air. If I can do that. Fuck it, I can do absolutely anything. It got me over my fear of flying. Did
1: <laughs> like, it really?
0: You know, so I think there is a lot of it is getting an inner strength for some people. It's very much like a big natural high. Some people it's very emotional, different suspension. People do different suspensions for different, you know, in different moods and different feelings. There's no one reason why people do it. Um And I hope that comes across in the film. That, no, no, totally. Like, no. I, I was just, I was just mm-hmm. thinking
1: you, you had that wider view and I just wondered if you yeah. sort of hypothesized on it yourself. Um, now, look, I, I, I asked this no, question sorry. not in an accusatory way, but just as a. Oh, example, no, no, but... no,
0: no. I was just. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I, no, no,
1: I'm, no just, I'm going to my, my next question. question. Very, I'm, just right, I hope that, so I'm
0: generally saying I hope that has come across in the film.
1: <laughs> no, totally. No, no, it is. I mean, and, and like I say, I, mean, I think I was. I'm saying, you know, that, that people go to the extremes of pain to get to the pleasure. Now, I don't. You know, I get the idea that it's a process, but watching the people, I was thinking, I really empathise. Because you've got hooks in your back, people are trying to lift you off the air, you're feeling this pain, but but you're knowing that there's a point at which you're going to transcend this pain and it will be something else. And like you say, that's different for everybody, but it is something else. And I can imagine that's quite tempting if you spend enough time in the company of these people.
0: Yes. I mean, it is at the end of the day, it is something else. It's not, I don't. No, I don't think I've heard anyone go. Oh, I only do suspension for the pain. I think most people actually really hate the painful bit, but
1: you know, no, I, I can't imagine the harder. pain is is it. And I think the pain, I think it's that thing with. Ta- I mean, I've, I can only compare it to tattoos, but you know, for for a period of time when a tattoo starts, it hurts, and,
0: and then, then afterwards it, it gets quite.
1: And then it just becomes normal, and like you say, the endorphins kick in and stuff like that, and then your body starts to react to what it sees as normal now, not something to be repelling. Yeah. And I think you know. I mean, it's a bit more extreme than than tattoos, but I can certainly relate to on that level. But no, what I was going to say was, I'm asking this next question not as an accusation, but just more just to get your view. But why do you think any of your your... questions
0: as an accusation? Don't do
1: not worry. Why, Why do you think your documentary is a good fit for a horror film festival? Um.
0: First of all i don't think the film i don't see the film as a horror film, and it's definitely not a horror film, but I think the horror audience will suit the film well, mainly because I think they are more open minded than the typical audience. It takes quite an open mind to watch this film, um, particularly when you have to get through the first ten minutes and the first ten minutes to anyone who's not aware of suspension is quite quite difficult to get through. And as I say, that tends to be the point that if someone's going to walk out, they walk out then. Hmm. I think the genre audience and particularly the horror audience, they are used to being challenged. They're used to having an open mind. And I think therefore they'll be able to come into this film and not walk out and not freak out too much, but actually be able to sit and watch with an open mind. And I think that's why it would really suit a horror audience audience and a genre audience.
1: That sounds that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. I can put. I mean, I I get. I, I mean, it's interesting because I did go through exactly that process, and I think you're right. If you're gonna, my wife walked in just as it was about to start, mm-hmm. and just saw the hooks and was like out of there right away because just couldn't, does mm-hmm. wouldn't enjoy watching it even to get past that bit. Um, but yeah, you're right. There is a, there is a sense that if you're going with an open mind, you can enjoy the film. Because then you, it's, it's, it's hearing the people talk. I think that's the important thing, and that's what documentaries oft, you know, often do. They, point a, they get a mm-hmm. point of view across that you're not used to seeing. And clearly, not many of us are used to getting the point of view of people who practice and organize suspensions.
0: <laughs> well, there's not been a feature-length full documentary on human suspension before, so this is a bit of a first. Mm. I mean, it has been and like it's been featured in films like it's been featured in films like modify and i think it's you know there's, it's been in different kind of things but there's not been a full feature length um and one of the things that's quite interesting because like when i was actually starting this documentary um i was getting advice on you know from people like you know how should i go about this i've not filmed a documentary before i'm usually used to fiction but i really want to film this group of people and people were like oh, you should just follow, you know, something this extreme, you should just follow one person, just follow one person in their journey. And for me, that just seems very, it just does not work with a film like this. I think what makes the film a little bit different is is isn't just following one person or just a few people. It speaks to so many people and you each person says something completely different. And each person is saying something very personal about their experiences. So... It is basically a film about an act, and how this one act has so many different opinions and experiences from all the people that take part um, in it. But I do, I do think Frightfest would be a very good place for it. I think the audience will have an open mind, and hopefully, we won't have too many people walking out at the <laughs> beginning.
1: <laughs> well, look, well, do want, is there any? Do you want to talk about any, um, or can you talk about any new projects you've got underway? Is there anything you want to?
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've got two new projects which I'm currently trying to get off the ground and find funding for. There is a sequel to On Tender Hooks okay. um, called Modify Me, where one of the characters in On Tender Hooks, um, Tam Smith, uh, who he was the guy with the face skewer. You know the photos with the face skewer and stuff?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, he wants to basically completely, he's only got a few tattoos and piercings, but he wants to completely modify his whole body, Um, and I'm going to basically film the whole process. So that's going to involve like a full body suit of tattoos, branding, scarifications, about 30, 40 piercings, um, implants, magnets in his fingers. He's going to have his Oyster card put in his hand, Um, genital beading, tongue split, pretty much everything um and we're planning on doing it over 18 months and yeah and that's going to really so that's really going to explore the modification world and the tra- practitioners behind modification and not just like tattooists but also more extreme modifications and the process that someone goes through to completely change their body and what how that affects their life how you know and why someone would want to do that so that's one project that I'm trying to get off the ground. And then the second one is a fiction film. Okay. Called You Me and the End of the World, which I've been told to keep top secret. Um, well, I'm not really well, allowed to talk about no, it. that's forever. fine. No, no,
1: I understand. That's why I always <laughs> I got
0: pulled off from being too open about my ideas and that someone will nick them, but it's awesome. It's basically a zombie romantic comedy which is the exact opposite to Warm Bodies. <laughs> you could not get further off of it.
1: Now this is Britflix, and um, we're all about British films, hence we're talking to yourself. Um, but as, it's, as we're going, as we're using this as a preview to FrightFest, would you recommend us a British horror film for the Britflix listener?
0: Uh, I am going to recommend a British horror film, which I think was at FrightFest a couple of years ago, called Inbred. Oh yeah. Uh, which I really love and also one of my best friends was in it so I think he'll be quite angry if I don't plug it um, but it is also an absolutely fantastic film I really loved it a uh, very British sense of humor got a wonderful one got some really wonderful death scenes in, and I'm all about the death scenes I, I love a fantastic horror death scene and there's some absolute fantastic ones and very funny very humorous and I very much enjoyed it when I watched it so if anyone has not seen it they should
1: watch it excellent well look thank you very much for the recommendation kate and thank you very much for your Mm -hmm. time and uh well i look forward to seeing it on on a bigger screen now and good luck with uh on tenderhooks thank you it's the Britflix.com podcast